0: Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave others feeling after an interaction
1: is your trademark. That was Claudia saez from. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, Hi and welcome to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday weekend. I know you are used to hearing from me on Sunday, and it is Monday. I was actually observing the holiday and wanted to be considerate of all you listeners doing the same. I am really excited about today's episode and guest, Claudia Sayez from she is a true real estate dynamo and one of New York City's top real estate agents at Corcoran on the Sayas Fromm team with her husband, Mark David Fromm. She is also the creator of popular lifestyle blog and newsletter, The New York Life. She is a veteran real estate entrepreneur and co-founder, a devoted Tracy Anderson workout lover, a super stylish fashionista and one of my closest friends, Claudia, is one of the most inspiring, business savvy, motivational, and empowering people I know. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and all of your great feedback on the podcast. I appreciate your direct messages and questions on social, and please keep those emails coming. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's easy. Scroll through the list of Marnie on the Move podcasts on your app. Click on write a review. Share what you like about the podcast, your favorite episodes, what inspires you. Tell your friends to listen. Email them a link. Post it on your social platforms and tag Marnie on the Move. Spread the love. Also, thanks so much for all of your awesome questions. Our new segment and mini pod fueled by MOTM launches this week with episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Moving forward, the show will air Thursdays. Every week, I will be answering your questions along with podcast guests and experts, offering tips, advice, and insight on all kinds of topics, including fitness, wellness, beauty, fashion, and more, in under 20 minutes. Finally, sign up for the newsletter, the download, to find out about upcoming events and summits this summer. Now, back to Claudia. In 2001, Claudia Sayers Fram began her residential sales career in New York City. Throughout the years, she has built an excellent reputation, an outstanding track record of transactions, and strong relationships among clients and peers. She has even been a resource for major media, from WABC and New York One to the New York Times, The Real Deal, Gotham Magazine, New York Magazine, and more. In 2003. Claudia co-founded and managed the prominent real estate firm, Mark David & Company, along with her husband and industry veteran, Mark David Fromm. Together, they grew from three to 100 agents, completed 9,611 deals for clients, and became one of the top real estate firms in New York City, all in the course of a decade. Serving as COO, Claudia drove the company forward from ethical business practices innovative management and savvy digital and traditional marketing strategies. Claudia's broad and seasoned expertise in luxury sales, new developments, rentals, investment properties and commercial building sales is invaluable to her diverse clientele. She is a renowned and well-respected downtown broker. Claudia knows the markets, neighborhoods and inventory exceptionally well. Most importantly, she understands her clients' needs and offers full transparency to help them make the best decisions. Thanks to her tremendous Tremendous expertise, Claudia has been ranked in the top half of 1% of more than 1.1 million retailers nationwide by the Wall Street Journal Real Trends. She also was part of an HBO documentary commenting on the changing dynamics of West Chelsea, which we talk about in this episode. Also, on today's episode, Claudia and I talk about her humble beginnings in New York City, where her career in real estate began how she and husband Mark David Fromm successfully built and sold their real estate company and she is now working at her dream job, living her best life. We discuss her passion for fitness and the workouts that fuel her for success, the fashion, food and culture that inspire her, parenting tweens and teens, life on the red line and Hudson Yards of course. Claudia also offers some terrific business advice and insight on living the New York life. You know, doing it all, one second at a time. Let's do it. I hope you enjoy this episode. But before we get started, today's episode is fueled by Sun Potion. I am such a huge fan of their super high quality organic tonic herbs, mushrooms, and superfoods. I have been using a variety of their transformational foods and supplements, for the past three years, they have been major game changers for my overall health and wellness. Lately, I have been using the pine pollen and ashwagandha for hormones and balance, chaga for my immune system, and my favorite, cordyceps, for extra energy pre-workout. I simply add them to my coffee or my smoothie every day, and I'm on the move. Head over to their website, sumpotion.com, and use the code MARNIONTHEMOVE for 10% off. Now, onto the episode. You are one of the top real estate agents in New York City with your fingers on the pulse of everything that's happening from hot neighborhoods to emerging neighborhoods to all the top restaurants and boutiques and fashion and fitness studios. What's going on right now on the New York City landscape as far as real estate sales and rentals are concerned?
0: I think the city is really exciting right now you know even though that people are like oh is the market going to go down even more and i feel like it's really like at the bottom you know like there's a there's a point where you're like is it going to go even lower cuz buyers were on a pause last year i'm like you know what make your offer jump in i think if you have a really good broker you could have maybe 10% you know maybe a lower 10% discount or so forth but they're not doing like something dramatically like buyers would really love like a 20% discount cuz The sellers right now, they're more, they've adjusted to the market and they're pricing their homes to sell, to sell right now. So I think that's very good for 2019. The interest rates are still pretty low for people to purchase, which is great. You have exciting new neighborhoods like the Hudson Yards that just launched last week. And it was such a wow factor because, you know, there's in the city, I think, you know, people are like, who can afford this? But the city can. There's so much wealth that goes back and forth from London to New York, to Miami, like it's a very transient city and people always, I feel like, come to New York and it's uncomparable to any city in the world. They want a place that they
1: call home in the city. Are you seeing a lot of New Yorkers buying in the city? You know, I see a lot of New
0: Yorkers moving from one neighborhood to another. For instance, I've seen a lot of Upper East Siders move to Tribeca big time, you know, and then I see a lot of people in Tribeca moving to the financial district for better value. Right. And more of a luxury building like I am in now, like at 50 West. You know, there's so many people that said, you know what? Financial district, like right by the water, 50 West. I could just live there and spend, you know, millions less than Tribeca. And you get the same size apartment or the same size apartment instead of a three bedroom that you probably would be spending between 15 to 20,000 in Tribeca. You'll get it for 11 or 12 in the financial district.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I know you've been working in real estate a long time. Where did your career in real estate begin? I didn't even have it
0: planned. I found my apartment in 2001, March around this time, March 15th. And then I realized that I was a lot more ambitious than the job that I had. And then I'm like, you know, how can I write my own paycheck? And then I stayed in touch with the real estate agent who found me an apartment. And he's like, You gotta meet Mark and you gotta come with me to City Sites Real Estate Group. And I'm like, What is that? You know, like everything was so foreign to me about real estate. And you can make your own money, and these are the commissions. And, and you, you just, did you just
1: graduate from college? Or no, what were you?
0: I was actually, at that time, I was 29 years old.
1: Oh, in 2001. Yeah, right. in
0: 2001. I was, oh God, you're gonna put me out there, right? But it's, I was 29 years old. And I was dying to always live on my own in New York City, but my mother was, you know, my mother wasn't as healthy, so it took me longer, my journey to move out. And when I finally did, I moved out when I was 29, and I had this, like, great U.S. wireless. I used to work for a U.S. wireless company, worked with the right-hand of CFO. And I said, you know what, if this is this beautiful office, and, I mean, this is as good as it's going to get in the corporate world, you know, obviously I'm going to be working till someone notices and gets me, like, 2%, you know, 5% or 10% jump, whatever it is. And I didn't want to wait. I'm impatient. So then I just decided to do real estate. And I met Mark, which is my husband right now. I passed my test August 26th. I was like so excited. And then, you know, September 11th happened. (laughs) Is that when
1: I met you? Right after that? You met me... Right before your engagement party. Yeah,
0: you met me in... 2004.
1: You were working for Mark yeah. at the time. You were not we partners a, we, yeah, yet. We, no,
0: we're not partners yet. We opened up a, a company. So together. you started
1: one of the first boutique, cool, hipster yeah. real estate companies in New yeah, York. Mark David and Company. Mark David and Company. And that's
0: when we met. That's when we met because it was so stressful. I was in that gym
1: <laughs> working out that stress. Yeah, speaking of stress. I mean, the real estate market obviously has ups and downs, but you've managed to be in this business for as long as you have and have a great career. You've been through many careers, right? Like having your own business with Mark David. And then, so tell me a little bit about where that began for you with your career in real estate, working at Mark David and like how, where you are now. I think because I experienced
0: 2001 and 9-11 and that was like my first time doing real estate. I think that's as bad as it gets, you know, with a terrorist attack in the city. And I didn't know any better and I still did business, right? So when the markets go up and down, I feel like there's a resiliency in me and in the city. Somehow like the people in the city just gather up and they just get up and reinvent themselves, remarket themselves. And that's the same thing you have to do for homes and for apartments in the city. You know, like, okay, this isn't working. Well, let's try this. You know, like you always have to constantly, you definitely have to be open to change. You really have to be a strategist in real estate, I believe, because, you know, you have to understand every angle, like where the buyer is coming from, where the seller is coming from, and really make it a win-win situation for both. And if you really understand both sides, you can really make it a meaningful experience for everyone.
1: When you worked at Mark David, you were doing operations and you were developing programs for all of the real estate agents and sales and rentals. Yeah, and doing to, a website. You built so, <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my God, you just brought me back to I know. Well, like oh my God. Claudia, I mean, you basically started a company with Mark grew that company how many agents did you have
0: we used to have over 100 agents just about over we had three offices at the time we had one in Soho one in 26 in Madison and we had actually another one at an investment sales office in 26 Madison so we had investment sales commercial residential did it all and you
1: developed all the training programs for your agents
0: marketing sales training we would go to Tom Ferry you know in California we really wanted to go everywhere where like Corcoran would go or element would go even though we were a mid-sized firm we would be out there getting like the best tools for our agents and so forth so it was yeah it was quite a journey it was great
1: and then you sold it
0: yeah then we sold it we sold it to town Um, and we had a great run there five years and then and then we moved to corcoran which we're loving it right now
1: and And so so do you miss any of that business operations like entrepreneur i mean you're still an entrepreneur i mean you run your own portfolio business
0: it's great where you can like, you know, earn a commission and it goes to the bank and it doesn't go back to the company, you know, to put, for, I did that. And I love really depending on myself, you know, when you're dealing with a hundred agents, you know, it's, you want everybody to be a rock star and sell, but like, that's really a personal choice, right. For everybody when they get up in the morning, you know, what they choose to be like, you know, if they're choose, they're going to be like a winner that day or not. When I mean, you have to depend on 100 agents to bring in, you know, like the income and the commissions, it's, it's not, not like yourself, yourself yeah. you right? Know? And you're like not doing your own- what you signed
1: up for in the beginning, no. which is like your love of selling real like estate my love and of renting, selling
0: and and meeting developers and architects, and you know, really being part of the evolution of the city and like how it's changing the changing landscape of the city and like really, you know, when I did development, I was also given an opportunity, you know, with with these bigger companies to work with developers. And what's really exciting about that, working like on the layouts, working on the target audience for the property, working on all those things. And it just, to me, it just comes like second nature because I feel so connected to the city it runs through my veins even when the market is good or bad i could i could feel it more or less it's not like a lot of reading that you have to do but if you're out on the you know out on the street and talking to your buyers and sellers developers and you can really see can feel like where it's going and that was
1: something that you always did i remember when we worked together at mark david you were always meeting with people you were out on the street you were on the move talking connecting and then one night i got this phone call at 11 o'clock <laughs> And it was like, Marnie, I took the best fitness class I've ever taken. Yeah. And for the next hour, every other word was Tracy Anderson. So tell me about, you You're always first with everything.
0: Well, I was following her for like a year via magazines and, you know, before, I was following her for a year. And then one of my agents, she drops off. It was such a great moment. She drops off at my desk. You know, I owned Mark David at the time and it was Gwyneth Paltrow and Tracy on Gotham Magazine saying they were gonna be in New York. They were opening up a gym in New York. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this is the one person that really gets what a woman's body should be like, and you know, how a different workout and so forth, which I knew that that was like the answer, you know, but then it happened to be that I had an agent that was at the same day working with Tracy Anderson's assistant and Madonna's assistant finding them an apartment. And I ended up inviting you to (laughs) to like to that raw space, that gym raw space and meeting her. And then that was it. It was over for me. You know, to me, it was like, this is what I want to do is like my workout regime. This is my journey. And I followed that tiny woman for 10 years now. And I've had an amazing journey with her and learning about myself, my body, and building an amazing community of women and friends. And that's where I learned how co-branding really works. Like all these women were like, first of all, they're like all great in their own right. One of my greatest friends is Suri and she's the top lobbyist in New York city. You know, like, and I'm like, I didn't even know that, but we were just sweating it out in the Hamptons. And I loved her and my developer introduced me to her. And it's like, it's funny, you meet these women you have no idea who they are, what they do, right? And you love them. You know, you, you have no idea why you love them or like their energy and their positive and their great spirit or whatever it is, right? And then you find out they're like like that, like yeah. the number one lobbyist in New York. I'm like, oh my God, I'm speaking to the number one lobbyist in New York City. But, you know, it's, that's what's so great about it because it's such a transformational journey. I also think it's like an anti-aging workout because of like the heat. Like people are always asking. I actually see women that go in there that, End up looking younger than when they came in.
1: Didn't she also have a diet and nutrition? Like, was that she that- does?
0: She does, and her diet. I mean, like you know, we we used to do like a baby food diet or whatever. Like, she, there were some extreme things that she did. She did in the early in the early days, but I think she, she has a a way more healthier approach now too she has like a natural you like and really had to like um, work with your own transfer your own weight and so forth and really be strong from within and it's really hard I, I took my friend Grace
1: I have to I, say I, I've never yeah. taken her class so no, I you never I, but when you go I'm scared it's a I'm gonna surprise be surprise I know because it's like she's doing, amazing
0: it's like doing acrobatics in a mat and you don't really realize that you're doing acrobatics in a mat but you have to really be connected to all the Muscles in your body to be able to do it, you know, and right. it's good what I'm saying about like doing my work too. It's like it's good mentally because I could go in there and thinking about some deal that is like really getting on my nerves. And I'm trying to get the angle on it and making it work. And by the time that mat workout is done, I, I know the answer. Like right. I'm
1: clear, you know, yeah. I feel yeah. yeah. like when you're running, every or whatever. time like
0: people, like you know, it's really important That's what to get like that physical outlet
1: going. Yeah. I mean, I honestly that's the whole idea behind the podcast right and it's the whole idea behind my life i mean i think that without yoga which is where i kind of started i would never be where i am today and any time that i find That I'm stressed out like my go-to is either go for a run or go to the pool because those are two things where you really have to be connected to what you're doing and when you connect to what you're doing you sometimes disconnect from what you're thinking and then you come back to it with like a totally fresh set of eyes or like a different perspective I feel like you've always been fueled by fitness. I even, love yoga
0: too. I like Lion said. I love yoga. Yeah. You know, like that, you need that spiritual center yeah. too. It's
1: not just physical, yeah. you know, but it's... But you can get that too from, you know, from even from Tracy or from running. Like you just, yoga is amazing. I love Bethany and obviously she's been on the podcast and I'm a huge fan of her yoga classes in her studio. But I think also, even when we first met, you were always, like, you were a runner. We met through Ari, our, our spin instructor at Equinox. Like I feel... That was always, that was sort of how we had also connected, I think, that you were super into fitness and wellness, even, and fashion, which we'll talk about. No, oh, it's very important to have a workout routine. It seems that Tracy has been fueling you. Yeah, I think you. everybody
0: that's pretty much successful and, you, and happy, like the balance, right? Because you could be successful and be miserable.
1: And what does Mark do? He has a really cool workout routine. Oh my God. Mark
0: also does Tracy She in the Hamptons. He's always in the Hamptons doing Tracy. And when and we're all jealous because when he does it, he like literally shreds. Really? Like he looks really good. And he's so good on form. Yeah. He's great. He does boxing now. He's like really into boxing. And, um, he does very slow yoga, a younger yoga. Oh That's yeah. A yoga a younger? That he likes to do. And you know, he, he's like before his time, he does standing meditation. Like I still can't even get standing meditation in, but
1: Yeah, no, he's always been ahead of his time. And speaking of ahead of the times, you have an amazing Instagram account and also a terrific newsletter that you've been working on for years, which talks about culture and restaurants and fashion in the city. So where did that start for you? Because you you were first. I mean, honestly, like when you started posting on social media, I feel like I had said, you need to do social media. And then you were like, you did it. (laughs) You just like (laughs) took it to a whole new level.
0: You know what I think it was? I think it was my hunger like for, I think, having a voice out there, right? So for instance, When you told me about that, when we were Mark David, we were a mid-sized firm, I'm like, you know, how do you have ingenuity and and compete with all the other firms? And I'm like, social media is great. Like I have another voice to put out my apartment, to put out like what, how I see the city and so forth. And I feel like the blog that I started in 2012 really opened a lot of doors for me. Even Tracy opened a lot of doors for me because like, at that time, she was pregnant with Penny, and when I had started that blog, she, start, she did this leggings line, and she had four of her members model them, and it was on Daily Mail, everything, and there was my blog, and my blog was only like a month new, you right. know, but I ended up getting a lot of followers from that, and then I actually have fun with it, because then it's always like- What's the, the name of your blog? It's my name, Claudia Size from, and I called it The New York Life. Wow, I still have it five years down the road but it's great because I give it to my clients I'm like listen everything that you need to know is right here it's on my blog I have it all set they love when they see their homes advertised there as well what I love about my blog is I don't have to be a a real estate agent in my blog I'm just this mom you know in New York City these are this is what I love about the city this is what I'd like to share about the city whether it's restaurant which I love to eat right that's why what are some of your
1: favorite restaurants right now
0: right now like I'm really into Milo at the Hudson Yards (laughs) they it's a you know, the Greek rest, top Greek restaurant. It's so good. It's so yummy. It's healthy. It's, you can't go wrong. Right. You could actually go there with your clients and not gain weight, you know, because it's so <laughs> healthy. No, it's like really healthy. I'm sure I could find really a good. way. But yeah. before that, you know, Lemursery Le was like my hangout, right? Because I love French foods big time and the cuckoo and so forth. And Manhattan here, right here in the financial district, is great. Getting my restaurant. It's great for, you know, like I always look for restaurants where I could take my clients out and like have an enjoyable conversation and really connect. I think it's very important to connect because I think lots of people right now, the way they do is like text, right? you don't know what that person is going through at that time and you're sending them a text. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you have no idea like, what's happening in their day. You no idea what's happening in their day or an email, right? So I'm like, hey, when is a good time? Because that way you both know there's an agenda to speak about. You're both relaxed. You're at a restaurant whatever. It's not like you're at an office. Duh, 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 no. You know, yeah. like you have to, like people have to be guarded, right? Because a lot of New Yorkers, you know, they're guarded, right? right? Yeah. Like, like what, what do you want from me kind well, of Well, also,
1: like, so, like, you know, I think always – a personal touch and having like that yeah. in-person communication is important it's, it's vital yeah it's important what are some of the exclusives that you have right now
0: right now like before i used to have a lot of high ends and now i have because of the market you know like a lot of high end hasn't been moving but now it is mm-hmm. quite honestly like right now we have, we have contracts out on a $20 million townhouse in the West Village, which I'll share that with you later. Hopefully, we, you know, by the time this is done, we're like it's closed, which is great. But I also have this beautiful Carnegie Hill four bedroom, four bath for 6.9. And that one has 41 showings in like 12 days, which is really great. That means that the market, if your home is like pretty much special, you know, it doesn't matter where it is, but say it's priced really well. It looks good like when a buyer comes. Like it has to be. And you help sellers do that. Yeah, we do. We do help sellers and if they listen, they listen to us about the price point and then we do our awesome marketing strategy, which we do, which you know, I love, you know, right. to do.
1: It's my f- it is your specialty. It's
0: my specialty. It gets done. You know, it gets we get traffic and so forth. But the market has definitely picked up. You unfortunately you can't see that right now in numbers, but you will see it next month. You will get that details. Everything's hot, right? Do you notice know like, like there's new not York one City. hot neighborhood like, like all of New one. York City there's is like, hot. There's different hot factors. Like you know, I feel like right now what's really hot the Park Row section of New York City. Like right, like you see all those new buildings being built on Park Row. Corcoran Sunshine has 25 Park Row. That one is actually transacting. People are That's loving. down in Fidi That's down in Fidei, and I feel like south fulton area is doing really good people would i mean you would never imagine if you're living like by south street seaport right but now because it's all brand new right it has that that concert the stage and so forth yeah pure 17 17, pure 17 i mean people love it right now it's like you know like it has like the whole new mom. so that was like a big deal i believe like last fall when that opened up like last i think it was around columbus day i saw all these upper east side moms go down. To Cosmo, I think the store is called Cosmo Corso. So, Columbus Day, everybody's there. All the moms from the Upper East Side to like the Avenue's mom, you know, everybody is there with their kid, like checking that out. So, I feel like the neighborhoods right now, it's like old New York is no longer old New York. It's no longer gritty. The gritty, there's barely any grit anymore <laughs> in Manhattan. Like, right, that there's was so much new development going on, right? And once you have like a good, once a Whole Foods, like in the Lower East Side. Yeah. Right, on houses, what is the right? benchmark of once a neighborhood? Whole Foods is yeah. like there, forget it. Like right now, I think one of the, especially being a workout holic, right? Like if you do SoulCycle and you're in NoHo, that area is electric. Yes. It is so electric. Bond Street, you know, Great great Jones, every, that area is bleeding into the East Village. I did a deal at 32 East First, and it's like this boutique building. It's by one of the developers that I love, AORI, like a... Yon Oak Green we did the penthouse at 53 green my buyer knew that that was a great investment right? and there's great so, schools over there too yeah like it's like it's great schools like and, and the schools are changing public schools are changing there's my son is going to 75 more and it's a new middle school which is great so I feel like the city is just changing so rapidly in such a, at such a pace that everything is great nobody wants to leave it's always know? moving it's always moving and it's always evolving and it's only
1: getting greater. I love the South Street Seaport. I've always wanted to live there. But we live down here in Battery Park. But I've, I have always, there's just something, it's like old Chelsea. Like remember when we lived in Chelsea, I miss that. I miss that edgy, sort of like you were talking about gritty, edgy neighborhood in New York that has still that old New York feeling, but it's a little bit modern. Yeah, like like you means, can opt in, you know? It,
0: it's very hard to still have that. Like West Village still has that. You know, like, um, you know, even West Chelsea Proper, like, has that, right? Like, you know, there's Soho has that, Tribeca has that, you know, financial district. No, like, it's like, I feel like the financial district and South, like, I mean, 130 William Street and other Corcoran Sunshine Development. I mean, you go there and it's like, wow, like the amount of amenity space. I feel like a lot of buildings are really focused on lifestyle. They're really focused on you having the most perfect lifestyle within that building. Even this building, 50, I've never seen so much service-oriented buildings right now. Like Like in terms of having a pool and fitness center. amenities, like, Yeah. yeah, like, you know, art rooms like this one has like an art room for your kids to do art and then like they actually have an interactive like they'll like say like they'll email you hey the kids are doing art together this is the gym like the gyms are actually operating like equinoxes or like some of the some of them have like the studios, right fit studios right yeah which is like i mean he really made a great decision you know like right fit is awesome um
1: so yeah you know like they're changing and i think is that because you know even though you obviously work with some buildings that have super big, uh, that have very large apartments. Um, wow. is it because you think people need more space to expand into beyond just their apartments or is it just, do you think it's just like part of the culture?
0: I don't, I feel like people need less space now. Yeah. I feel like people are more like, you know, the, they're more virtual, right? They're like, I don't need that additional space. Like, there's just so much to explore in the city, and then also like new developments. You know, the ones that have been transacting also like they have more efficient spaces so that the price point is less, right? So right. they're transacting so that like three bedrooms. I don't know if you see them. Like, you see three bedrooms at 1,800 square feet, you know, versus 2,500 square feet, right? Or because the those larger ones are the ones that were lingering in the market last year. OK, you know, which was like pretty, you know, either people just stayed put, you know, and if they wanted to move to a, like a more of a luxurious building, they realized, oh, my God, I'm not really even getting the square footage that I'm used to if I move, you know, like there's
1: like there's like a mix. Do you feel like people behavior. are moving to neighborhoods based on that? It,
0: it depends. Like I have I have a listing right now at a 75 bank and then I also have 692 Greenwich. Right. And whenever I I see buyers come through those doors. They don't want to leave the West Village. They're usually West Village buyers, and they will do anything to make that space work for them. They really come with a lot of hope, seeing if that space will work for them, because they don't want to leave the West Village, which is pretty interesting, right? right. I feel like, but there's also, like, people are like, I want to be in that building, because these buildings are that developers are doing, they can be sort of iconic, like 443 Greenwich, right? Like, where all this, you know, like, celebrities live right like and and people like I have to be in that building and they watch and they stare at until like the numbers go down they want to know if it's gonna like negotiate or so forth I think 443 branch is pretty iconic I think 70 vestry is doing really well in Tribeca as Mm -hmm. well those are really big price points and my colleague is working on um 30 park place Mm -hmm. right I believe in in the in the past two months that they've been working on it maybe three months he sold eight units there like that's amazing. They just did an eighteen million dollar the seventy seven four 777 b, they just sold one for eighteen point eight, which I think that's like very exciting, right? Because last year eighteen point eight moving eighteen point eight,
1: it's unheard of, right. right?
0: But this is happening right now
1: this month. Where I are mean, these? We bu- even where are buyers tenant. coming from? Just from within the city, or just or from interna- um, or internationally?
0: You know, we have a buyer that sold his company for five hundred. Like you know, he's from Mid America, mm-hmm. right? And he sold his company for half a half a billion it's 500 million dollars right and he came to one of our townhouses that we had exclusively that one didn't work out for him and then we connected with him regardless and he wanted us he liked us because we were like you know by this time we're like the bible of real estate right Right. when people connect with us so and we went townhouse shopping with him we showed him like so many properties for a few months and then he settled down on a 20 million dollar townhouse but these these buyers come from all parts of United States or the world there's just like I said New York City is very transient you can't every building attracts a certain type of audience and there's no way of saying as much as you want to see market reports and so forth there's no way of saying
1: making something like a general statement used to be able to do that yes. no, years ago right what changed
0: I think jobs change. I think London with Brexit changed. Hey, there's a lot of New Yorkers moving to Florida for tax reasons or whatever it may be. There's still New Yorkers going to Connecticut for more space and just biting the bullet on that. But I think because rents also like rents have been really low. So people are like, you know, let me.
1: Do you work with a lot of people that are looking to rent apartments
0: or mostly sales? I do a lot of both, right? I've always done a lot of both. I think, you know, if you're not open to doing rentals, you're really missing the market. You know, for instance, last year I was working with someone for six months, I built a nice relationship with him. He was going on his fourth kid growing family, Tribeca, and I was showing them a rental for like 20,000 a month or whatever. And he was really trying to get his wife to like this rental because it was a deal at that time. Right. And they lived in 1600 square feet. And this was like, you know, 3000, over 3000 square feet. Um, and I was like, you know what? The sales market is going down. Why don't you look to buy? You know, like, why are you? going to rent i mean like you're like a partner at goldman sachs like with she's like okay you know let's look to, let, let's look to purchase <clears throat> after seeing like 20 or so apartments you know in tribeca because they really wanted to stay in tribeca um and having a couple of offers out nothing really felt right like 443 greenwich right after you know after you see 443 greenwich it's kind of like everyone else is kind of like you know it's all down nothing else yeah. compares yeah. right it's kind of be like the creme to the creme He ended up leasing an apartment there because he did not want to spend $12 million, you know, on a, on a three or four, on a four bedroom, right? right? Well, it happened to be because we were there for so many times and it was so annoying (laughs) with the sales gallery and the sales, but we really built a nice relationship. They called me a few months down the line after he leases an apartment from the sponsor there, right? We got him a nice deal there. They call me and they're like, by the way, the sponsor is looking to unload, so we're giving apartments at a special discount. And he ended up getting an apartment in that building for seven nine. He was really happy with me. Let's just put it that way. You know, so, but so yeah. It's time, right? Like you have to be patient, right? And you have to be time and then I feel like this, this market that has been so grueling, right, challenging, you have to really build relationships with other brokers, right? Because that's the leverage you have Above someone like that's coming direct. Like if I had a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, she bought in the building direct, got no deal, not whatsoever, right. not no. You <clears throat> know, like sometimes it's it's good to work with brokers because they're on the street all the time and they know developers, you know, things, brokers, and so forth. They give, they get, that get that leverage for you. I you mean, know?
1: your business is it's all about relationships, and I have learned so much from from being your friend and also working with you over the years. And one of the things that always used to come up when we would, and I'm sure it still comes up, people like regular people that are looking to buy or rent don't realize that there is like a very, it is a very unique and very special skill to be able to you know, find you the right apartment and to whether it's renting or sales and that that's your expertise as an agent and a broker and that there is a value to hiring someone like you and I feel like that happens more on the rental side, right? But like... Well, <clears> rentals <throat> is
0: is different, right? But, the, you know, like I feel like... People always try to cut it out. Like they when, try to go direct. When people go direct, right, to a, a sales gallery, right, that person, that sales agent is representing the developer. Right. You know, you know not, and you, if you choose to represent, represent yourself, yourself, right, you, you really, really don't have the inside knowledge at all, right? At all right? right? So if you're working right. with like an expert like me, like who has... been with with the developer, been been with that that sales agent, knows exactly what's transacting in the building, knows the inside scoop, right? I would know more or less what discount you can actually be getting. Because sometimes these directs, you end up being offensive, right? And you come, you know, you need that buffer. Also, you you know the
1: culture of the the building and you know the neighborhood. You need
0: that buffer and you'll know what lines are coming up and you'll know who will sell for what amount and so forth. And that's what a lot of like, Street Easy doesn't offer you that. You know, like they don't offer you like the intel that brokers on the street have, you know, and that's really like what the gain you have. I've, if I were looking for an apartment and I wasn't a broker, I would use the top person in that neighborhood to give me that deal. I wouldn't I would hire a lawyer. Why wouldn't you hire a lawyer if you needed to like debate? A, something? Yeah. Or if you needed like, to write a contract, like, like you lawyer, hire a lawyer, yeah, hire a lawyer. Let them take
1: care of it. Right. You know, you've lived in a lot of neighborhoods in New York City now we're down in, in Battery Park. We've, we've kind of like... Well, you're Battery Park. I'm financial district. Oh, yeah. Right you're across the street. You. We kind of lived in the same neighborhoods, too. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. I was West Village. You were like... Were you in the West Village? I was in Chelsea. Where did you first live when you moved to New York?
0: I was so thrilled to live in this little shoebox. I lived at 102 West 80th in a studio that faced a brick wall. You didn't know if it was daytime, nighttime. You had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but... I lived because I was a runner at that time, and I lived right by Central Park, and I was fine. I would rollerblade. I had my Equinox there. I had my Planet Sushi at the time because I loved, you know, Planet Sushi. sushi. And I was in. I was in this, like, 200-square-foot studio facing a brick wall, and I was fine. I I actually starved there as well, like, you know, starting real estate. i have, like, a slice of pizza a day, and I was fine. And then I realized, you know, some clients would want to date me, take me out every once in a while, and then I'd have dinner. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... The times um, were
1: so different.
0: Times were so different, but I... I love the struggle. Right? Yeah, you've because had to after, hustle. I mean, you have to hustle. But after after the end of the struggle, you're like, wow, I did it. Like you feel so accomplished after that, right? Like while you're in it, you're like, diamond in the rough, baby, diamond in the rough. You keep on telling us like, just hang in tight, you know. But after it's done, you're good.
1: And did you ever think, from that studio facing a brick wall, eating pizza every day, and running in Central Park, <laughs> that we'd be sitting in this fabulous apartment? that you live in now with your successful business that you sold and now you're working for the top real estate company. I'm excited for all the opportunities and I feel like
0: you have to stay humble, you know? Like I always go back to that girl in that studio who had nothing. And who had basically like two nickels to rub together, like, and oh my god, nine eleven happened. And I would spread out all my client sheets on my bed, and I'm like, okay, who's getting an apartment from me today? <laughs> you know? And I would call because I worked at Lehman Brothers, so I did a lot of cold calling, you know. But I would call them like, hi, this is Claire. I just want to let you know they got a great apartment for you today. And I would make sure I'd get they would get it early in the morning. So then by the time they would come in at nine o'clock or ten o'clock, they would have I would be the first voicemail on their box, you know, and. You have to have that behavior, you know, like you have I always operate as if I have nothing. I don't know, that helps me, you know, everybody has their different ways, you know, but I always operate like that. And I don't take anything for granted. And even last year, we had a we had a great year and a challenging year. We're like the top agent, then I it doesn't matter. Because this year, you're nothing right now. Like, you know, you're back down to zero.
1: How do you mentally get through those times where you're sitting there spreading out all your leads on your bed back to that day? I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing, just at a bigger magnitude or different because you
0: build your book of business and people you don't realize people, this is why it's so important, that relationship, right? So if you are, and I'm sure there's a lot of transactional brokers out there, like, oh, thank you, I just made a million dollars, like, whatever, and then and go on to the next one. Or you could be like, hey, listen, I really, really want this to be a meaningful experience. And I go in there, like, I want it to be an amazing experience for this person. And if you go in with that mindset, you know, that more about, like, the process, and more about like how you want the process to feel and look like versus this is going to be $300,000. And this is gonna be like, you know, and a lot of people think that way. And it's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But for me, just making sure that the process is great is my trademark. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I I I mean, you stay
1: in touch with people forever. I mean, and then you have your newsletter. And then I have
0: my newsletter, and I keep the and I keep myself and that forces me to be informed, right? I do things that force me to always be on top of it, right? Like, though, it's kind of my accountability. I feel now you kind of do what you
1: love. Yeah,
0: this well, you, is you authentically work with people you. People that want to work with you, you don't have to, you know, work with anyone that doesn't appreciate you right and or
1: your value. I remember when you were doing real estate and you were trying to find a way to bring your love of fashion into real estate and what you do. I said this before like you were so ahead of the time. You're a pioneer in that. You really found a way to bring all the things you love into what you were doing as your job and to turn it around. There were times when you weren't loving what you did. Right. And you wanted to make it more exciting. So what did you, like in those moments, there's so many, I think, listeners, uh, people that are listening to this podcast that maybe, you know, maybe they've, they have their own company or maybe they've been in the same job for 25 years and they're bored or, you know, so how do you innovate in your career? Like what, what did you do in that moment? Like, what was the trigger? I, I've always looked at fashion. You know,
0: being in real estate, whenever I wanted to do something in marketing to make, to set myself differently to you know to stand out differently i remember I, we've done this you and i together i don't look at other real estate agents or right. other real estate companies i really look at things that really inspire me and that wellness and fashion go hand in hand and they're really actually retail and fashion i mean god if you don't listen to fashion i mean they have it really hard yeah <laughs> fashion <laughs> you know, retailers yeah you know, it's fashion retailers. They, they have it really they, they have a challenging experience and i really pay attention to also, I'm very observant, and when I go in into an apartment with a buyer, I really observe it to like what gets their attention, what makes them feel like, oh, this is it, you know, like whatever it makes them feel like. Whether it's art, I mean, oh my God, I went to Hudson Yards, yeah. and I was at Neiman Marcus. This is funny. <clears throat> I was not even Marcus and I was so overwhelmed by so many people at that party and it was out of control. And then this woman, I was, I was like, the service here is great because the people and the service was mind blowing. And she's like, I'm here for the art. It's hilarious what people respond to in the city. You know, like the, the way dif- you could be in the same environment. I'm like, oh, Okay. You know, like, the art is great, too, because, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's it's something like for everyone here. I mean, I love New for York. Everyone. I don't think
1: I could live anywhere else.
0: Here's the thing, right? Like, Brooklyn, I think, has mm-hmm. always been great, too. Like, it's an extension of Manhattan now. It's not even, like, Brooklyn, what Brooklyn used to be, right? right? It'll always be Brooklyn mm-hmm. for me. And the Brooklyn Museum is, I mean, right now, they have Frida Kahlo right now in the Brooklyn Museum. I'm excited about the shed at Hudson Yards. They're yes. going to have so many great programs and yes. concerts. I don't know. I feel like this is, like, the uber- City, we've, we've just gone Dubai. Yeah. yeah, we've just gone Dubai. But you miss, do you miss the city? Yeah, I do. It used I to do.
1: Be. I'm one of those people who I don't leave my neighborhood. We know that about me. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to be in a neighborhood that has it all, you know. And I, I mean, you know, I'll travel around the city. look I miss the whole old New York Chelsea vibe. Yeah, I, I miss. And I, and it's so funny because I went to Chelsea
0: with my kids. Yeah. And, and my so husband yeah. two weeks ago, and they, and they were playing at the park that, park that, that they, used they used to play with. Right redone completely the Waterside Park completely and it's it for a tween it's actually a great experience and I was like yes and so we went to all the art galleries in between and I was explaining to my husband like even like the Hudson Yards it's like like you said right every neighborhood that person living in that neighborhood yeah
1: feels like this is where I want to be yeah I want everything in New York I feel like now more than ever and maybe because I just noticed how expensive the taxis were two days ago. Me too. Me too. And I, I take taxis everywhere. We take I've taxis everywhere. Can you believe no, that? No, I can't take the subway. So I, I got into city bike last summer and I came to terms with the fact that it's not a real bike. It was like a whole two-month psychological process for me to take a city bike somewhere when it's not really like riding a bike. And it wasn't fast enough. And all these things, because I always take taxis. You know, that's like my one luxury. I really just like to be above ground and to get where I need to go directly fast. Do you see that more and more that neighborhoods will have like Hudson Yards and that whole shopping mall and the Vessel and all these great restaurants?
0: Like, I mean, like there's so many great companies. I think Related had a really good idea. They gave 20 year leases to all these amazing companies. Like Blackstone Group, you know, like and these people who work in these companies, they're working 24-7 and they don't want to take a 20-minute or 15-minute cab ride to their home. They want everything to be right there because their lives are intense, right, working. And I think that, you know, they nailed it with people like that, you know, and they also have investors who've invested in it's a city within a city. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. Everything in the fifteen Hudson Yards is beautiful. Like, you know, all the amenities. It's like everything that you need is right is right there in the mall. I mean it's at the end of the day, it's a mall. Yeah. Right? It's, a mall. yeah. it's a mall. It's, it's a like beautiful the mall. It's like an Uber of malls, but it's a mall. But you have like the top restaurants there, like Milo, you know, and like you have Sally Hershberger opened up and Cinderella opened up there. And then there's still a Shake Shack. You know, when you have tweens, right, like in teens, you tell your kid, this is where you're gonna go and hang out because you know it's safe. And there's a museum, like, you know what I'm saying? And there's, I mean, I've been there four days already, four days since it's opened.
1: Everybody wants to check out Hudson Yards and you are on the inside track and went to the opening night. That's so cool.
0: This is what I love about working at Corcoran. I feel like they're so buttoned up are so great and you get a lot of great information that you wouldn't have i'm just a real estate agent there but I've, i maximize all the tools they're giving me and i'm doing pretty
1: good you know working for corcoran which you obviously love mm-hmm. has that been very freeing for you from having your own business i've always wanted to work for corcoran i don't even know
0: if i told you but when i first when i was doing real estate at city sites real estate group in my first two years there my whole agenda was to work at the corcoran office in soho right? And I was building all those relationships there. And my husband, right? He had a different agenda on building his own company. I, I didn't want to have anything to do with him building his own company at all, right? So I thought I was going to Corcoran and I thought he was going to build, you know, his own company. That was his dream. So I was fine until... One of the guys that he was hiring to work with him let him down. And he's like, oh, Clara, you're going to have to help me. Because he was launching the business and he, he didn't have that guy. The relationship didn't last. Their relationship ended. And I think it was good for Mark and me to do it. But I, I kind of like I got sidetracked, you know. Right. And then I, you know, built a business with Mark. I mean, that was my journey. So for me to be at Corcoran now is awesome, you know, because that was like what was on my agenda years ago. Like years, 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 years ago. And I've always, I feel like they've been the leaders in real estate in a sense because every time I took a buyer, it's so different, right? Every time I took a buyer to one of the new developments, and if it was a Corcoran Sunshine new development, that buyer had the most amazing and thorough presentation regarding that development. It speaks volumes, right? You know, when you're buying into new development, there's so many things you have to know about. It's not just an apartment, right? you know, like the closing, how long it's going to, the delays or like how's it gonna be built and a lot of the things that are written and and what is said that it's gonna be like. You know, sometimes it's not. And that's what I mean. Like this is why you have to have a good broker because you're like, you know what? When you hear that it's not gonna be like or when you hear that maybe like um the developer has had to change contract contractors in the building, you're like, maybe we should stay away from that building. You know what I'm saying? Because there's you just have to make sure that everything is up to code right, for your buyers. So That's did you get to meet your,
1: so was Barbara Corcoran your role model? Or, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I read say, that book, Use What You Got with the Pigtails. <laughs> when you were younger,
0: when yeah. you first started? Of course, and she was from Jersey, and she, you know, it was great to read her book. She was from Jersey, Inglewood. She worked in, like, the diner over there, and she wore pigtails, because she was flat chested and she couldn't you know what I'm saying it was so funny like that whole book thing yeah it's true because I feel like women have it so hard yeah you know we always have to go the distance right like to shine and I think her whole thing in real estate was I think she started um the one bedroom with uh like an office like she started like that one bedroom with a corner and then you know her marketing she was like a marketing genius at that time
1: so do you ever think you're gonna write a book I am. You are. I'm well, you i just not
0: ready for it yet, but I, I am. am.
1: So tell me about your, your love of fashion. Who are some of your favorite designers right now?
0: Like, what are you wearing? I'm so loyal to this one brand. I'm, I think I'm a walking Isabel Marant ad sometimes, you know, because that's been my consistent type of designer that I've worn throughout the years because I really love the, the, her clothes and, and they Have you met her? I would love to meet her, but I have to learn how to speak French. <laughs> She does not speak English. All her interviews are in French.
1: Does she ever come into the
0: store in the city or? No, I went to Paris. Though when I went to Paris with my son, I went to her flagship store. I went to every store she had. But no, I I, I love her. I think she's. I think the way she designs clothes and how she makes it so effortless and fun at the same time is great. And it just fits my. It fits my vibe. You know, it fits my personality. But, you know, I also like to go to like Kerna's event in Soho because they have a very well-curated downtown store. I'm more of a boutique shopper. Mm-hmm. You know, more, like, you know, we were talking about the Hudson Yards. I could go to the Hudson Yards and not, and not buy anything. Because it's cause overwhelming. It's, it's yeah. too yeah. much for me, yeah. right, to yeah. digest. But if I go to a smaller store, it's, I could pinpoint what I like and I feel comfortable. And I love the fact that that person knows me and is not like on top of me, more or less. I'm not an online shopper, believe it or not.
1: I, be- I can believe it, actually. I, I like to touch and feel things. You know, I'm not. Because you're very shopper. much about experience. Right. I mean, anyone who's listening to this podcast could hear that. But I think that's also like something that a way that you've always been is. And I mean, I, I'm sure you can elaborate upon this, but it's it's not just a transaction. It's how right. you make someone feel or how someone makes you feel and the experience.
0: I love the whole experience. Like, you're right. And, you know, I get Net Porter a lot. Right. Like, through my inbox. But I rarely like if it's something, maybe I'll buy it for my client so I could just ship it and I know it's good. But other than that, I don't online shop at all. I should but even food shopping, my people are like, "Oh, you're so busy. Why do you have to go to the supermarket? You know, on your Saturdays. I mean, like you have two kids. Like, just we haven't you know. even talked
1: about your kids.
0: I know, I know and they're like the
1: center of your world. The center. Tell me a little bit about Tyler and Sophia. I don't believe in balance. I believe in getting shit done and doing yeah. it all. You take your kids with you places. Like, take Tyler with you shopping. Like, he's such a cool kid. They work, they work with me. They work. Are they gonna? Do you think they're gonna work, they work in real with estate? Me.
0: Let me just tell you the whole real estate I wanna life. Hear, of, I want to hear froms, the from. Of like of the tell me the from real like we estate moved life. Yeah. To 50 West because the red line. The red line goes to the subway <laughs> that I've learned to take. And because I'd rather have a pair of new shoes than that Uber bill. Yeah, I know. But that cab bill. but And also, I like to be on time. It's very important for me to be on time. The red line takes me to 75 Morton, where my son goes to school. And then I Corcoran office is on 18th and 7th, and the subway's right, right, there. right there, right there. My life is on the red line, <laughs> basically. And then Sophia, you know, she's, she, we would get off on 23rd because she's at Avenues, right? She's also on the west side. So our whole life is, you know, from like 26th and 10th to right down here to like Rector, you know what I'm saying, to the Battery Park Tunnel, like right next to it, right? And it's made our life easy because I feel safe. I feel like my kids are safe. I know how long it's going to take them to going from school to home. They call me, hey, mom, I'm home. You know, they're in a doorman building. They, all their friends want to come here because it has a pool. It has... Yeah, I'm moving you know, in. a foosball. It has everything. And I get them to be safe. And then also Tyler's going to be 13. He just walks to the movie theater with his... Is that, that his what they friends. do on the weekends? Yeah, like they go to Shake Shack and they go to the movie theater. Bye, mom, I'll be back. I'll walk back home. I'll walk the dogs. And for me to have everything contained... And feel safe. I'm not saying like, you know, but it feels safe, right? It is safe. I mean, this and is a... The, dog, the yeah. doggy park is across the street. Right. I mean, me and my husband, we will walk our dogs, right? And then we'll go to Mr. C in the South Street Seaport, which is so chic. Can I meet my friend from Yoya, Christine? I'm like, hey, I'm here because she lives in the she's South your, Street
1: Seaport. She's, like she's on your Instagram feed. Like, yeah. well, I love her. her Yoya, she's owned it
0: more than a decade. She has this two beautiful girls. She's a real... You know, New Yorker. She understands like the neighborhood, but she's she's moving. She's actually leaving South Street Seaport, and she's going to Weston, Connecticut. That's our life right now. I feel like my kids. They know that we work. They work with us. Sometimes they do their homework in in our office. And we love where we live because all the trains are right nearby, and they're like a block away or two blocks away from where we live.
1: Do they take the trains by themselves now? They take the trains by themselves, which is good
0: you know they either walk they have a so you're not a, a five cloud. blocks they, they have like no but they actually have five blocks from their school mm-hmm. or, from their, or from their tutor whatever it is the maximum is five blocks that I see that they're walking and they're safe right and then they're home
1: that's great that's amazing you've got a system you've got it down got a system. how long did it take you to develop that system a year a year, a year.
0: <laughs> I mean it just moving down here I knew that my life was gonna I just needed to simplify
1: are you gonna stay down here Yes and no. I feel like I'm going to stay here
0: till like they, one of them goes to college and then, you know, I'll buy a loft and Soho try back. You still, you I like always this. wanted my loft. You know, so you like got like your job, job at
1: Corcoran and yes. you have your two awesome kids and your fabulous husband, Mark. So next up is your loft.
0: Yeah. I feel like I told my husband and I feel when my kids go to college or away to college, right? It'll just be me and Mark. And my two dogs, Lola and Dash, <laughs> right? And I'm like, why would we need so much space? Like, I want to enjoy my life. I want to travel. I think I I have more emphasis in traveling, yeah. you know, and I'd rather experience the world rather than experience, because I do so much real estate, right? Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like, you see so much real estate you know, like $20 million apartments, $100 million. And I feel like for us, in our personal life, I'm a little desensitized by it. You know what? I'd rather have more of a simple lifestyle for me and travel more. Were you just in Paris? I was just in Paris. I took my son for the first time there. Did he have fun? We had fun. It was it was a different experience than with my daughter, but I loved it because I got to be with him at twelve before you know he gets to be a teenager and forget about me. You know, so I wanted to have that experience with him, and he loved it. He loved the Eiffel Tower. It was like the biggest deal for him. That's which cool. Which was nice, and all the, and all the parks. parks. I never went to so many parks in Paris, you know, because we just want to shop. Right, a lot, right. So like, you know,
1: but you have your son, so he wants to I like have go, my go son, every park. So I like
0: different parks, and like you know, so that was, so that was great. Before, before I I, you know, I, I took my family to um we've always wanted to go to rio in brazil and everybody kept on saying you know don't go cuz it's you know it's a little dangerous and so right. forth but we ended, but we ended up, up getting going to with my Flavia. friend Flavia we remember Flavia yeah. Yeah. Um, she worked um, for you yes. yes so she hooked me up with and we always talked about going to Brazil together we finally made it happen she works for Delta so she hooked me up with this hotel which is called Janeiro Hotel it is the best I'm saying it because they are so good they had a soft launch so we ended up getting two connecting rooms for like nothing that's great because it, was a, it was and and it was Christmas you know so that was like high peak season and we stayed in Leblon which was really great. And I love that my kids got to experience, like when we travel, I want them to experience like a different culture. I I don't care if you don't know the language, you know, I want us to like go through that challenging aspect of being in a different country, not knowing the language and seeing how we get by, you know, which is really good. And they loved it. You say seven days in Rio is awesome. And what's, there were some dangerous yeah. parts of it too, you know, because it didn't feel so safe, but it, you know, it goes with the territory.
1: You post a lot of travel photos on Instagram, which I love. When did you start your Instagram account? Oh my God, that was, was it at 2009? And how many followers I do think you have now? Uh, almost 17. 17,000? 17, 17, 17, mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's you appears. do it, you personally do it. I personally
0: do it, and it's. I had it's hired. A- I had hired a company, like for a hot minute, to do it. And the difference with hiring a company to do it, I felt like it was like double the work because I'd be like, you know, this picture here's this picture here's that picture because it was all my content, and then my captions. But then like it's not you, it's just not you. And at the end of the day, it's really like one or two pictures a day, right? Right. Is that how, Is that that's two, how that's many you post yeah. a day. Yeah, that's it. Like it's either one or two, and like the stories, and it's always. The way I've always done Instagram is like every daily experience. Like that's what it's supposed to be instant, right? Right, right. And like right now when people have all these apps and you kind of like post all the pictures and do the calendar and that's the really organized way of doing social media. But it's not authentic. That's not Insta, right? Instagram is supposed to be instant, right? It's from that moment. I don't know, kind of old school. I'll say like in the
1: instant. It seems like it's been like super organic for you. I mean, you just naturally rock that platform
0: yeah I do my best like, do brands ever ask you to
1: wear their Did product do Did you ever get hired to do that or you they would- do
0: but that's not my agenda I mean first of all like right now I don't it's not big enough for me to have the brands that I like to be honest with you you know like or that I live by to hire me for anything right but I like when like they're like I saw that apartment I'm interested in that apartment what building was this? Did you see that building? Like, I like, that's for real estate. Yeah, That's my goal, I love that. I
1: love seeing all your great photos of like really fabulous apartments. Yeah,
0: It makes me feel good that I went to the cut, like, I don't know, when 30 Park Place first opened like the cut and I walked in and there was this huge table to the left of me and they're like, Claudia. And then my husband's looking like, oh my God. He's like, we're here because you put it on a newsletter and we're loving it. And this is great, right? And I'm like, great. And I sent them like, you know, a bottle of wine. You know, You're so for, good, for like for the support, you know, because I felt so humbled about that, about like that they came because I said, you know, this is one of my top restaurants, you know, like in the New York life for the newsletter. You know, that to me gives me great joy. There's so many things to read out there. Right. And there's so many things to pay attention to. But I have loyal, you know, fan base that is ongoing. And at first I used to be like very scared about what to put in. And, and then I like, you know what? I got over it. I'm like, this is what I like. You don't have to like it, and there's an unsubscribe button right there. You know, like if you don't want to read it, don't read it. And I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy, and I think a lot of people like seeing the city through my eyes. Yeah, you know, I do. and yeah,
1: it works. So, how can you people know? subscribe to your newsletter that are listening if they want to be dialed into everything cool in New York they can City? They could just go on my blog. What is the address? Subscribe. Claudia is from. Claudia is from. Dot com. Dot com. dot com. dot com. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And it's on my Instagram, and um, they could, you know direct i feel like it's so funny my friend was telling me someone asked me you know do you do a lot of insta messaging right Right. Right. like direct
1: messaging with people right Right. and i feel like just me i do yeah you know because i
0: i have so much insta messaging like no one ever like i feel like it's, it's it's like people don't text me anymore on my phone they insta message me on instagram right right yeah, yeah, which is wild, right? Like, has it changed for you? Yeah, like, a little like- bit,
1: because I feel like you're, I mean, this is like probably like classic communications or sales. Like you're on the platform mm-hmm. and you like someone's post and then they see that you like their posts and you're like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to Claudia in like a week. Let me say hi. So I'll be like, hey, what's up? And then you're like, hey, where are you? And I'm like, across the and street, the I see you. Yeah. You went
0: there the same day I was yeah, there. Yeah,
1: but my phone wasn't working, so I couldn't, like, I couldn't, it worked. No one's phone was yeah. working.
0: We weren't able to text each other. Yeah. Did you know that? How weird was that? No, right? it was
1: like a vortex, like a black hole. So I was like, where's Lori? Like, I spent the entire time standing in one store waiting for her because I was nervous that she wasn't going to be able to find me. But we were at Athleta because they were. I should have passed by there. I mean, I didn't know. I figured like everyone in New York was going. I had no idea. Okay, switching gears. You have always had such great business and career advice, inspirational wisdom. What's one philosophy that you live by?
0: I have one. I actually Instagrammed it. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave others feeling after an interaction is your trademark. I live by that. But I was like... Amen, sister. (laughs) It is so true. It is because people, I feel like you try to be something like a lot of people try to be something on social media, right? Or this, it doesn't matter because who you are when you meet people is what really counts. What you show people in that that experience, you know, is the real deal. You could post whatever picture you want, you know, on Instagram and here I am. But what does that mean? And I also like took, like, I feel like Instagram, like I posted something about me and my husband uh, yesterday about, because I get the most annoying questions about like, what, how can you work with your husband? You know, like I You've worked get with your that. husband forever. I've met my husband working. I feel like people have that jaded view of the husband and wife team. And when we were, at, we were
1: at Corcoran, a lot of the top teams at Corcoran are husband and wife. You started together in your careers and your relationship is multifaceted. Like, yes, you're married, but first you work together. Then you were married. Now you're you've grown a family together. You still work together. You're best friends. I'm sure there's times when you're not best friends, but like, right.
0: I feel like, I mean, who else am I going to trust? And, like, yeah, he's you know, real estate. Yeah. <laughs> our journey, like, you know, it, it evolves so much. I don't even know what he's doing sometimes. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he's on his path to greatness and evolving on his level. And so am I. And so we work on different aspects of the business. You know, like I'm not on his turf and he's not on mine. But you, and
1: you never have been, even no, when you and had we, your company. And,
0: right. And then because we know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And he fills up my, week. We, we go back and forth and, we, and it's good to have like that second eye on things, you know, like, because when you're going through the process and a journey with, on a relationship, whether it's a buyer or seller or whatever, developer whatever, and you want a second opinion, I mean, his opinion is gonna count. Yeah. yeah, Right? right? He like yeah, it, yeah. he can give me another perspective and vice versa. How do
1: you, like, what are your different roles in real estate? Like how, like where, what are his strengths? What are your strengths?
0: Well, he loves to be in the office. I don't. Number one, he could be on that phone
1: like a Wall Street broker
0: all day long. Lawyers, this and that. I honestly, I'm out there. I'm hustling out there like on the street. And, you know, with my clients, I'm looking new properties. I'm the creative side of the business, you know, where that's how I get all my marketing, ingenuity, like, you know, creativity, anything. You know, like I see what's out there. He's more like the guy on the phone. Right. You know, like and. That's how we break it apart. You know, and he has his clients that love him. I have my clients that love me. If, you know, sometimes I can't go somewhere, then he, you know, he will be like my stand-in and so forth. And that's, and a, great that's a great thing to have yeah, because you can trust him have. with everything. I could, I could trust him with everything, you know? And in real estate, unfortunately, like even when you have teams, there people have their own agenda and they're allowed to. It's like you're an independent contractor, right? Right? So anybody else in my team that is not my husband, right? They have their own agenda, they have their own growth, they have the way they wanna grow their business. It's not like, you know, I wish it would be like just with the size from team, but I am, I mean, having a company with hundred agents, if that didn't teach me anything, you know? Yeah. It taught me that people have the right to have their own agenda, their own dreams, and Mark and me have the same dream. And that's what makes it great. We share the same dream,
1: you know? What are some big lessons you've learned in business that from having your own business to now managing a smaller business, still your own business?
0: When you have your own business, your own brokerage, right? And you you are building an agent up, right? And you you and I went through this before. And then they leave like to a larger firm. And it hurts so bad because you really nurtured this agent to be the best. Then you gave them everything and you gave them their wings and so forth. I've learned not to be upset about it right that's like the. that's a hard
1: lesson to learn like not to be attached to to to
0: really be know through the process they're gonna come in they're gonna learn and be free with it not be like not think and also it's very important not think like well i'm not gonna share this with this person because they're gonna take it from me right i don't think that way i'm like you are not me rock on (laughs) you know, you don't have what I have and what I could deliver and I could share everything I want with you because I want to be free. You know, I don't want to, I feel it's kind of like money, right? Like if you hold on to money tight, you will never see it come. It will never come to you, right? Like if you're like this with money, right? Like tight fisted, you won't see it grow. Like you won't have a garden. It's not in me to like not want to share all the things that I've learned right and how to do things better and if people want to whatever they their intention is while they're with me like in that journey is where they're gonna go
1: yeah I feel that way I feel like in in my business too you know you have all these great ideas if you keep them to yourself they're not gonna go anywhere so you have to put them out there and then unfortunately put them
0: out there people take
1: them and do other things and that's the way doing business as usual
0: yeah doing business as usual you know what's really great now because we've had that journey our co- company when we meet people now we they're like you taught me so much oh I love you it feels really good okay so you don't have the company anymore right but you're like ages but like now that agent is giving you the upper hand on that development
1: thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move if you like what you hear leave us a 5 star review in Apple Podcast. follow us on social move one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out